Welcome to the Civil War Regiments Podcast, here to provide you with the reading of accounts of the common soldiers of the American Civil War, the eyewitnesses who lived, fought, suffered, and died through five years of brutal conflict. It is my hope that the reading of these accounts will make history come alive for you and offer a better understanding of daily life during the American Civil War. Today's account is from Voices of the Civil War, Vicksburg, by the editors of Time Life Books, an entry by Sergeant William Pitt Chambers of the 46th Mississippi Infantry. Chambers' account of the battle at Port Gibson on May 1, 1863, vividly portrays the savage nature of the close-quarter fighting that day. The Confederates inflicted 875 casualties, but suffered 832 of their own. Forced to retreat in the face of superior numbers, they were compelled within days to abandon the formidable works at Grand Gulf as well, leaving behind five large guns. General Ulysses S. Grant now had an open avenue to move on the state capitol at Jackson, Mississippi, while en route to the Grand Campaign on Vicksburg. Here follows the account of Sergeant Chambers. It was an exciting time. The loud peals of artillery rent the sky and reverberated along the hills till their echoes blended with the sharp din of musketry that was rolling toward us from Grindstone Ford. In the streets, all was confusion. Men with pale faces were running hither and thither, some with arms and seeking a command. Women sobbing on every side, children in open-eyed wonder, clinging to their weeping mothers, not understanding the meaning of it all. The ladies cheered us through their tears and besought us to drive the invaders from their homes. One lady, while she prayed heaven to protect us, said we felt as near to her as though we were her own sons going forth to battle. The wounded, too, were meeting us, some in vehicles and some on litters, and many a poor fellow with a shattered limb or a gaping wound would widely hurrah for the brave Mississippians. We sped on. Louder roared the cannon, and din of the musketry grew more deafening. We met our flying squadrons, regiments cut to pieces, till a remnant only were driven from their position by a force fivefold greater than their own. Already we were in advance of our new line, and were going forward upon the run when we were ordered to ride about. We rejoined the regiment and formed a new line of battle. Our regiment, occupying a small eminence to the left of the road with a small stream in our front. We had barely formed our line when the enemy opened fire on us with artillery and small arms. Just at this time, a sad accident occurred. Easterling, being weak from recent illness, had been unable to keep up in our forced march. Coming up a little later, utterly exhausted, he sat down by a tree. When the bullets began to whistle about us, he took his gun by the muzzle to draw it to him. The hammer struck the tree, the cap exploded, and the whole charge struck his right arm, literally tearing it to fragments from the wrist to above the elbow. Never will I forget the horror-stricken face as he cried, Oh, Pitt, I have ruined my arm! Seeing his clothes burning, I called Crawford, who stood near him, to extinguish the flame. Asking for water, he fell fainting as I reached him. 
but revived as the water was placed to his lips. He was placed on a litter, borne to the rear, and I never saw him again. But the screaming and bursting of shells, the whistling of shot, the ping of bullets, the shrieks of the wounded and the groans of the dying were calculated to strike terror to hearts unused to such scenes. I frankly confess that I was badly demoralized. Company C was deployed as skirmishers along the Little Creek. The 4th Mississippi on our left was soon hotly engaged, while further along the line the firing seemed to be heavier still. As we formed our line, Colonel Sears called out, Fix bayonets, boys, and if they come, bleed them. With fixed bayonets, expecting a charge every minute, we held our line till about one o'clock, when we were ordered to cross the narrow creek on the opposite heights of which the enemy was posted. We did so, and were met by a terrible fire of grape, canister, and musket shot. In a few minutes, however, we were ordered to resume our former position. We left our dead across the creek, but brought most of the wounded away. Resuming our position in line, our skirmish line was reinforced, and for the balance of the day, the firing was mostly confined to the pickets with occasional artillery duels. Sergeant William Pitt Chambers, 46 Mississippi Infantry.